radio personality Deborah Honeycutt, revealing stories from the red carpet to parenthood on three hours of sleep. Doctors recommend eight hours of sleep nightly for proper brain function. Anything less could cause malfunction. And now, on three hours sleep, here's your host, Deborah Honeycutt. Hi, everyone. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you back. And you have been so kind with some of the comments that you've sent, some feedback. just want to send a big group thank you out because um, I always appreciate hearing what resonates with you, um, what you do enjoy, what you're looking forward to hearing more of. So thank you for all of the kind words. And one of them was Katie. Katie wrote and said, I just wanted you to know that you make a difference. Thank you for being that comforting, familiar community voice for years. And I appreciate that. If you uh, maybe have never listened to me anywhere else besides this podcast, I also am part of a radio show called Jim, Deb, and Kevin. It's 95.5 WFMS. We're based here in Indianapolis, but you can listen wherever you are. And the morning show, Jim and Kevin are my two best friends. So we have the best time. I literally laugh until my stomach hurts. There might've been days where I've walked in going, oh, I should have just taken a sick day. And the guys have me giggling. <laughs> I mean, wiping tears from my face. Hopefully that's something you can hear through the show because I really do appreciate their friendship. But again, it's 95.5 WFMS. Go to WFMS.com. You can stream the show wherever you are. And uh, we're on Monday through Friday. It's 5 till 10 Eastern time. So thank you to Katie for sending that. And then Michael also sent a quick note and it said, love your message and your willingness to share your story. We all need to hear it. So thank you to Michael. And again, appreciate your comments and, and the fact that you support me being able to do what I love. For the longest time, I, I talked to my parents and my sisters until they couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> they were probably like, go to college, go find yourself, move out. I tell stories with great detail, and my mom would always say that I never really let my sisters get a word in at the dinner table because I like to paint this picture. You know, I would be sharing, you know, the color of someone's jeans and they drove up in this color a car. And I remember the look on my sister's faces was usually, you know, does this matter? And I don't think I've ever changed. I've always shared lots of details. Okay. So thank you for being here. This is episode. Oh gosh, I have to check. This is, I think it's episode 15. I don't want to screw this up. Okay. Yes. Episode 15 and it's titled words to live by plan for a train. There's a reason I share that phrase. It has a lot of meaning and not just to my life. It could have a lot of meaning to yours as well. We're going to get to that in just a bit. Words to live by meaning advice that you've been given over the years. But how many of us really listen to that advice? I mean, we listen, but how many of us really apply it? You know, hit or miss. And I've tried to change that because, again, I think we get caught up in being busy and not really living or spending time in the moment. We all can make some changes. We all could make some improvements in that area. And I love this episode because as I started looking for what people hang on to, words of wisdom. There are so many great ones. I started writing them all down. In fact, how this got started was I was meeting my friend Cash for lunch. And I've known Cash from working with him in radio. He teaches radio now. And I don't even remember how we got on this topic, but we started talking about the best advice we've been given in life. And he said that it wasn't something that came to him personally, but that he had heard about it. I believe it was Julia Louis-Dreyfus who talked about her grandmother and the advice that she had given her. 
and Cash thought it was excellent. And it's something that he has adopted for himself. You know, you hear these things, and sometimes it just stops you in your tracks. The advice her grandmother would give to her was always have something to look forward to. It changes your perspective when you think about that one thing that is coming up that you will enjoy. And so Cash told me, he said, you know, like, for example, this lunch today, I had it on my calendar. And so for the last several days, I've been looking forward to it. And after this, I'll look at my next thing on my calendar. But the whole point of it is it gives you a happy disposition in life. And you look forward to each and every one that comes along. I love that. One of my all-time favorites, I have two sisters, and I just heard my sister say this two years ago. It was probably right before the pandemic. We were doing what we call sister dinner. So once a month at that time, we were being able to catch up. We don't have the husbands with you and we don't have the kids. The shortest quote, but it was so profound, and it was, be interested, not interesting. She said it's something that she has shared with her girls over the years. Don't be the person that's constantly talking about themselves. Don't be the person that isn't giving your attention to someone else's story. Cuts right to the chase. Be interested, not interesting. Don't make that your most important priority. Be a good friend. That's great advice because I think we're all guilty of that. So be interested, not interesting. My big sister always has really great advice. Okay, my father, if we're going to talk about family, my father who has passed, he would talk about the seven Ps. And he shared this with us from when we were young all the way through college and as young adults, he would say that we should live our life by the seven Ps. Prior proper planning prevents piss poor performance. Prior proper planning prevents piss poor performance. You know, I sat in my uh, program director's office at the radio station the other day, and he had on the marker board, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Of course, we always thought it was hilarious that, you know, it was these seven P words, and oh my gosh, dad used P-I-S-S. Prior proper planning prevents piss poor performance. You know, I multitask well, but let's face it, we all would benefit from doing a better job with planning in advance and not waiting until the last minute. So that was always one of our favorites. And the more serious one, I learned the hard way, but we lived next to railroad tracks when I was growing up. And I had a boyfriend that lived across town and I would wait until the last minute before my curfew. And I would try and hurry through town and get home on time and my dad was a bit strict. So if I was supposed to be home, let's say at 1130, and I pulled in at 1137, my dad was already out looking for me. And I would walk in the door and my mom would be, you know, not happy. And she would say, you know, where have you been? And I would say, I was just, I, I got a little bit held up. There was a train. I got stopped at the tracks. And she would explain to me that my dad was already out looking for me. So minutes later, he would pull into the drive. And when he would walk in and ask where I'd been, I would share the same story. I got stopped by the train. I've been sitting at the tracks. And, you know, had there not been that train, I would have been on time. And he didn't want to hear it. Nope. His response would always be, always be, you plan for a train. He was right. We lived next to railroad tracks. There's a very good chance I'm going to get stopped by that train. 
And what he was trying to say was leave earlier. If that's a possibility that you're going to get held up and you're going to be late for your curfew, then you plan for a train. And what I love about this is it applies to all of us. You know, you may not have train tracks that you live next to. But train tracks are just the metaphor. Not all of us live near tracks. But what he was saying is plan for something to go wrong. Plan to get delayed. And you'll be better prepared to handle whatever comes your way. So that may mean leaving earlier, doing the extra credit when you have a low grade and you're maybe on the fence a little bit, but you don't want to put in the extra effort. And then guess what? The teacher didn't think you really tried or really worked for it. So she gave you the lower grade. She didn't give you the benefit of the doubt. Plan for a train. That may mean make that doctor's appointment. I learned this the hard way not that long ago, but I don't like to go to the doctor. It interrupts my day, my sleep schedule. But you know what? It's better to be safe than sorry. Plan for a train. Here's another great example of plan for a train. Try harder. And try harder when you don't think it matters. Let me explain why. You know, Jimmy Allen is a country music artist, and I love him. He is very authentic. In fact, I'll be featuring some audio of Jimmy Allen in a later episode. If you have a kid with some focus issues, you will love what he has to say and what his story is and what he went through uh, growing up in the classroom and how he was able to overcome it. But he's on Dancing with the Stars this season. And one of the other professional dancers, it's not his partner, but she ended up getting COVID and was not able to appear on the show. So they used her dress rehearsal video with her celebrity partner as that week's audition to be judged for points. Can you imagine if she had just gone through the motions, if she had sort of just mailed it in, not realizing that that video was going to be scored? So in essence, she planned for a train. She tried just a little bit harder. Believe it or not, she and her partner moved on to the next round based on that rehearsal video. Of course, as a teenager, I didn't like this phrase. I think I probably rolled my eyes, didn't understand the significance. Didn't understand why I wasn't given a free pass. I mean, it's a train. I couldn't help it. I don't know their schedule. But my father's opinion was, you work around it. And I love it now as an adult. And of course, I've shared it with my children. Plan for a train. So I started doing some research on the best piece of advice someone has ever been given. And another one that I love, I love this. Author Jennifer Bright Reich said this, quote, the best piece of motivational advice I've ever received is to smile at myself in the mirror. How many of us do that, really? I loved it. What a difference it makes, she says. Most women look at themselves in the mirror and scowl. The wrinkles, the fat, it's depressing. Instead, if I smile, it makes me feel much like when another person smiles at me, happy, confident, and strong. Give that a try. Next time you're getting ready and you happen to glance in the mirror, Smile at yourself. See if it changes how you feel inside. This is another great one. Now, the author of this is unknown, but it's find the gift in the experience. Find the gift in the experience. They go on to say there are always gifts in every task, experience, or meeting. Train yourself to look for them. So many times we just go through the motions in life and you miss things. And so one great example of this, I have to brag on my co-host, Kevin, Kevin Freeman. He is a wonderful person, both guys that I work with. 
good people. I love that Kevin said this to me one day. And someone had obviously upset me, which I wish I could remember. You know, I'm usually pretty laid back. So I don't know who it was or, or what it was. Uh, but Kevin said this to me, and I've never forgotten it. Quote, we can always find something to like about someone. And he paused for a moment. He said, even if it's their earrings. And he really believes that. We can always find something good, something that we like about someone. So maybe they don't have the greatest personality. Maybe their character is a little flawed, but they have good earrings. And that's so Kevin. So I appreciated that line. This is a great one. Reverend Andrew Mullen said, quote, lower your expectations and claim a victory. That just hits me. He explained that we should rest in the knowledge that we are all just human and we're doing the best that we can. So lower your expectations and claim a victory. Look for tiny wins as you travel the road of life that help you get you to the next stop along the way. I think that is such a good one. I was watching this YouTube video the other day. A man created this YouTube channel. I can't remember what it's called. But he created it for consumers who are trying to do their research and buying a car. Last car I bought, I think I did four months of research. It's ridiculous. I overanalyze. But I want to feel good about my purchase afterwards. So I was watching this video and I'm you know, writing down my notes. He used to be in sales for a car dealership. So now he's giving you all the secrets and all of the ins and outs of what we should know and what we sometimes don't realize happens behind the scenes. This was his best advice. And I, I included this in, in this podcast episode because I thought it was so great. And maybe you're not shopping for a car right now, but you will be one day. So pocket this away. He says, quote, call before you drive to the dealership. Ask if they have additional fees, tax, title, dock fees, and that's it. If they have other fees, you don't drive to the dealership. <laughs> I thought that was great. It's that simple. They can have tax, title, and dock fees. That's it. Anything else, you're not driving to that dealership. One that I've shared in very early episodes, and that is the best piece of advice I have ever been given from my grandmother, Evie. We lost grandma this past spring. She's not been gone a year. And she told us since we were driving age to always keep a $20 bill in your car's glove box. She said it was important because maybe you left the house without a purse, which, hey, done that. Maybe you are stranded and need 20 bucks to hand somebody to go get you some gas. Whatever the reason, she said to keep that $20 bill in your glove box. So I do. It's stuck inside that little folder where my registration and insurance card is kept. Then I started the tradition when my oldest son started driving. The key is you have to remember to replace it if you use it in a pinch. But I shared this on the air and I shared this on social media around the time that she died. And I had WFMS listeners from our radio audience email to say that they will be starting the same tradition for themselves and their children. And I thought that was the best tribute. In fact, a friend of mine, Eric, who also works at WFMS, he sent me a photo. He sent me a text with a photo attached and it said starting a new tradition. And I look at the picture and sure enough, a $20 bill folded in the corner of the glove box in his car. So Grandma Evie, if you are listening, you made a difference. And you never know when that $20 bill is going to come in handy. My father-in-law told me that he posted a note on his refrigerator and it reminded him to remember big picture in life. And the note reads, this too shall pass. I love this phrase. 
I've often shared those words with my boys over the years because I'm a firm believer that we will figure it out. There is a solution for every problem. Maybe not an easy one, maybe not one that's going to come to us, you know, as quick as we would like. But my attitude is we will figure it out. This too shall pass. Right now in the moment, it seems really, really bad, but this too shall pass. One way or another, we will figure it out. Okay, so my mom also had a piece of advice. I have shared it over the years. I've even shared this one on the air as well. It's so funny when I think about it, but so true. She would always tell me as I was, you know, a teenager and then in college, a young mother, she would always say, when you look good, you feel good. That was her way of saying, take the time to take pride in your appearance. She would also take it on over to always wear your lipstick. You know, my grandma Evie would always say, and she loved lipstick, always wear your lipstick. So I always, to this day, I always wear my lipstick. But a funny story, I had just given birth to our first child. And I remember I got really sick in the delivery room, literally sick, not looking good or feeling good. I'm in the middle of this agony moment and she comes back in to, to see and check on me. And the first thing she says to me is, you could use a little lipstick. <laughs> and I remember thinking, now, of all moments, you're going to tell me that now? I'm not thinking about lipstick. And I think she was trying to be funny and, and make me laugh, distract me a little bit. But I do believe when you've taken that time to invest in yourself, you walk a little taller. When you look good, you feel good. You may also remember Jim Dahl, a friend of mine, who I'm probably going to have to start paying to appear on my podcast. He was featured in episode four, Things We Don't Talk About. And he was also featured in the most recent episode, this last time around, episode 14. And in episode four, I asked him, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? He didn't even hesitate on his response. He knew. He quoted his father-in-law, Art, who passed away in the last several months. He said his father-in-law would always share with him these words. My advice is worth what you paid for it, which was nothing. Meaning, I'll give you this advice, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to take it because it was free and you didn't pay for it. It, it is to do with what you wish. And I thought that was also pretty remarkable. My advice is worth what you paid for it, which was nothing. So what about you? What is your favorite piece of advice or words to live by? And how have they impacted your life? I'll never forget plan for a train. I won't. It just, it's one of those things where, you know, how often do we even get stopped by trains these days? Not often, at least I don't. I just think the metaphor can be applied to so many things. Plan for a train. You know, after losing my father way too soon, I love plan for a train, but I also tell myself life is short. I often remind myself of that because it affects sometimes the decisions that I make. So I've tried to have a different perspective. You know, life is very fleeting. And when you lose somebody, you tend to look at life through a different lens when that someone that you love is no longer there to call for advice or to hug their neck. Sometimes you do have to ask yourself, will this matter in three years, three months? Will I still be thinking about this then? And almost every single time that I ask myself that, the answer is no. One of my good friends that I have asked for business advice uh, from time to time said his favorite piece of advice that he was given regarding business is you may not be the most skilled or the most experienced, but always outwork everyone and you'll be the most successful. 
you know, you can have someone who's super qualified, but maybe not the greatest work ethic, or you could have you who maybe you don't have all of those credentials, but you're going to knock it out of the park every single time. And then some, and I'm referring to episode 12, four secrets to success, the blueprint. If you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. Uh, my friend Stephanie messaged me and she was like, favorite episode. Love this one. <laughs> she was like, I love it. Love the quote. Do your job. Do your job. She, she gets it. I thought that was great business advice. By the way, that was from my friend Sam. And I'll repeat it one more time. You may not be the most skilled or the most experienced, but always outwork everyone and you'll be the most successful. Pretty self-explanatory. You know, if I'm really going to go over the list here, I probably should include Coach Dollahan. It's my husband's former high school coach. And my husband still quotes him to this day. Keep in mind, we graduated in, what, 1990? You can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. <laughs> it just cracks me up. You know, you got to have a funny one in there as well. But he, he really respected his coach. And talk about a good work ethic. You got to put in the work. Whereas my friend Stephanie and I like to say, got to do your job, do your job. Okay. So there you have it. You know, it would really make my day if you shared plan for a train with a friend or your kids, maybe use it in a board meeting, but plan for a train, expect the unexpected and the end result, your outcome will always be better. Uh, one of my favorite authors her name is Morgan Harper Nichols. I'm so excited. They started selling just recently her artwork and her awesome quotes that I save on my phone. They started selling it at Target. But she always has these really profound quotes that seem to, when I read them, it's almost like, you're speaking to me. You wrote that just for me. <laughs> and so one of them is this, cling to joy, audacious and unbridled joy that looks for light in everything, even in your waiting. I read a line from a different author the other day, and she talks about how you have to be happy during the good moments in life, but you also have to learn how to be happy during the in-between moments in life. You know, when things aren't great, that you have to learn how to be happy during the in-between. Or as Morgan Harper Nichols words it, even in your waiting. And my other favorite quote from Morgan Harper Nichols is three words. And I think it's a great reminder that when things are bad, because we all will go through bad moments in life. It's a reminder that the world keeps spinning. And her quote is, flowers still bloom. Flowers still bloom. So very true. That is it for today. Thank you for being here. Episode 15, Words to Live By, Plan for a Train. And I want you to get those two chapters of the book that I'm writing. You can do that by going to my Instagram page, Deborah Honeycut Media, two T's at the end of Honeycut. And uh, you put your email address in. The link is in the bio and you'll get two free chapters of the book that I'm writing. Deborah Honeycutt on three hours of sleep. Bye.